0: Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website, christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback. And please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms and without further ado let's start the show Hello and welcome to Christine Means Business. I am Christine Hansen and I help entrepreneurs take their business online or optimize it and become successful as quickly and efficiently as possible with integrity and elegance. This is for you if you're just starting out and you want to get super great tips that work or if you've been doing this for quite a while but it's just not translating financially. Or it's for you if you have made it, if you're an entrepreneur at level 2.0 and you are starting to expand, creating a team, streamlining, and so forth. I'm really excited to share tips that help me on my journey, to share my friends with you who are all successful entrepreneurs and who will also share their wisdom. You will have weekly episodes where we will do all of that, so feel free to subscribe wherever you're listening this to and enjoy what we're going to share with you next. Hello everyone and welcome to this wonderful new episode of Christine Means Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs, creatives or coaches who want to grow a beautiful, beautiful business online that they will love versus a business monster that they'll hate. So as always, you will get awesome tips and because I am pretty fabulous, but I don't know everything. I try to surround myself with other brains and geniuses. And so today my guest is Stephanie Blake. And let me tell you a little bit about her because we're going to talk about a topic that I adore, really adore because I think it's where all of us, we want to go, but it can be a little bit scary. So Stephanie is a business strategist and scaling expert who helps women scale their service-based businesses to six plus figures while keeping them in the CEO seat and start, and working less than 20 hours a week. Yes, everyone. She's also a tech nerd. I do love that. Me too. System strategist, wife, mom, and Chipotle addict. That is absolutely adhering. <laughs> her favorite place to hang out is Instagram. And you can find her at her handle, The Blake Collective. So, Stephanie, a very, very warm welcome to the Christine Means Business world. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing introduction. So I am oh. so excited to be here. I mean yeah. you wrote it. But... <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty yeah, fabulous. You're right. you're right. Let's just say it the way it is. <laughs>
0: so I'm so excited because I talked to you before. I'm I'm getting really giddy when I talk when I talk about scaling. And maybe it's because uh, subconsciously, I was terrified of scaling for a very long time. So I think everyone kind of starts out with the idea, I'll have a business that will pay the bills. Some of us will immediately think, I, if I'm going to start this thing, I want to do at least multiple six figures or seven figures at some point. You know, that would be me. Not everyone, but that would be me. However... Scaling was really, really scary to me because at the time when I started, that was like the era of all the big kind of coaches, Selena, Sue and Jen Scalia, And it's kind of it's like ancient now, I feel. But it was just like you could see those services blowing up and they had all of these people working for them and then pretty much all of them burned out at some point. And um, personally, I realized that I was holding back because I was terrified of having, or not even terrified, I really didn't want to have a team or having people to rely on me for payroll. By now, I understand that there are loads of different models. And I want to talk to you about what does scaling actually mean? What works particularly well, maybe specifically for women or moms or just busy women? And um, what have you observed? And what, obviously, what are your best tips on the subject? So <laughs> just a couple of questions.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot there. So oh, uh, let's try to unpack these. <laughs> but um, so where do I start? So I guess I should start by saying that scaling is, it's it's not a one size fits all strategy, right? Like you can't just say, I want to scale my business. And there's like this step-by-step plan that each person is following, right? It's it's they very- They do that.
0: Everyone says like, this is my blueprint.
1: <laughs> so, okay. The caveat to that is there is a blueprint, but it's customized to each individual person, or at least it should be, yes. right? So that, that's the difference here. Like we need to make sure that our scaling plans and our growth strategies are completely customized to our life, our the okay. lifestyle that we want to live, right? Because sure, we can all create, we all have the ability within us to create million dollar businesses, but do we want to be working 80 to 100 hours a week creating that business? I don't. Personally, I have, I have a two and a half year old at the time we're recording this and I only have the capability right now to work about 10 hours a week and I have a multiple six figure business and I'm happy with that right now. Do I want to have the million dollar business? Absolutely. But right now in this current season of life that I'm in, it's, it's probably not going to happen and I'm okay with that. Right? So I think that's the first step is we need to look at the season of life we're in. We need to look at what our goals are for this season of life. And then we just need to create a customized plan, right? (laughs) To achieve those and when we create that plan, it's like I said, it's really customized to each individual person. So it's hard to say like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. But essentially, there's a couple of basic things that we need to do. First, we have to get really clear on what our goals are, right? So once we figure out what our goals are, then we can start to put those pieces in place. And really, the second biggest one is looking at the offers that we're selling in our business. Like are these offers that we're selling? Are they set up to be scalable? Or do they require you every single hour of the day? Most people, their offers require them to do the work every single hour of the day without even realizing it, right? Because when we start our businesses, we're just trying to pay the bills. Like We're just trying to do anything that we can to get some money in the door. And the easiest way to do that when we're starting is to do done-for-you services, right? i That's how I started my business. Is that how you started your business too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of like adding different stuff. Now I'm focusing more on high end. So it's a little bit different the way that I do it. I'm keeping it simple. But on the roadmap is definitely taking myself completely out of the equation. Like whether that is a course or whether that is a membership form where maybe I'm in there, but just their minimum kind of thing. You know, so yes, but that is how most of my clients get started. And that's totally fine. But if you can set up your business from the beginning to be on an autopilot, and I always have a course, always, it's just it, nowadays, it's so easy to set up. So I always suggest to have that first.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, so usually in the beginning, we're trading our time for money in some way. But eventually, as you decide that you want to scale, as you, you want to reach these bigger goals in your life, you need to take yourself out of the equation, like you were talking about. So you need to either create some kind of more passive offer, like you said, like a course, which let's just say that nothing's truly passive. (laughs) I, I don't really, I don't really love that term, but you need to take yourself out of the equation because you only have so much time, so much energy to devote to serving your people. So we need to get you what I like to call into the CEO seat. Mm-hmm. So we want you doing only the things that you need to be doing. Yes. Right. Amen yeah. to that. No more Canva grass. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the thing that I see most is people when they're starting their businesses or even when they're in the middle like growth stage of their business, they've literally created a job for themselves because mm-hmm. they don't know how to run a business. They're running a business like an employee. They're not running a business like a CEO which is, I mean, running a business, it's not easy. (laughs) Nobody's saying it's easy and it takes a lot of, you have to learn how to run a business, right? Nobody just tells you how to run a business one day, right? And there's a lot of different steps that go into that. But until you move into that CEO seat and out of that employee seat, you will not be able to truly scale.
0: Agreed, agreed. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily even know what a CEO is. Like we kind of know... Elon Musk is the CEO of Tesla, right? But what is actually a mission of a CEO? I think it would actually be helpful to let people know what that means, you know? And I have this discussion a lot with my partner who's like, he used to be, he was a partner in a very big accounting firm and he used to do a lot of audits for very big companies, you know? And he, so that is his world, like the huge, huge, huge company kind of firms. And so there, it is sometimes easier to know what a CEO does, but how does that reflect in the business that we are talking about? Because I think people don't really know necessarily what it is that a CEO is responsible for.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm really glad that you brought that up because sometimes I just forget that people don't don't realize that. Um, So in my mind, a CEO, and of course, you may have a different thought on this, and I'd love to like brainstorm through it together with you but in my mind a ceo is somebody who is doing only the things that they need to be doing and focusing on the vision and growth for their company everything else is delegated or automated or outsourced in some way they're not doing those things so for example in the company that i have right now i have i run a coaching business so the only things that i am doing in my business. I'm creating content. I'm hosting interviews on my podcast that I have, and I am showing up to my coaching calls and talking with my clients. That's it. Everything else that makes my business run is out. Like I said, outsourced, delegated, automated in some way so that I literally only have to work about 10 hours a week.
0: And that's exactly what I do too. And I think that's what both of us probably do with our clients is we actually go through the tasks that they do, underline everything that they actually don't need to manually do unless they feel like it. Like I can, I can get into a good Canva vortex mood on a weekend, you know, because I enjoy doing it. But specifically people who really suck, who don't like it, who are also not very good at it, you know, if you don't need to do
1: it, then please
0: do not. And
1: I think that's, oh my God, also- that, that's so, that's, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but that's me with systems. So like any systems or tech stuff, I can get in a zone and I can just sit at my computer for 10, 15 hours and just set up hundreds of, not hundreds, That's that's an exaggeration, like tens of systems in my business, because that's what I love to do. Like in my bio, I literally say that I'm a tech nerd because I get so much excitement out of that right and i still i mean
0: this website that i have for christine means business is the first one that where i had a graphic designer actually do it i've done all my websites before and now i was like no you know you're grown up now (laughs) so have someone actually do it you know who you are is she says i have to laugh because literally this morning i've been changing copy like i changed all the copy it's not even a year old and i'm changing everything again but you, you really decide when it's necessary to go in to maybe tweak something versus doing the whole thing. I mean, for crying out loud. So that is definitely, I think, one of the most important things to do a little audit and seeing what do I need, actually need to do? Where do we need my brain? And I'm very similar to you. I create literally this one video and I upload it to Dropbox and that's it. I don't touch it anymore. Everything is distributed through my little helpers everywhere because I don't even enjoy it. You know, it's like, I don't have a brain that works that way. I'm creative. Yes. But I'm not a small task kind of person. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's
1: really, absolutely. Um,
0: especially, and I want to know what you, or how you handle clients like that for people who have a really tough time with letting go, who truly and honestly believe if I don't do it it won't be done right it won't be done as well and who then micromanage which means that maybe they even force themselves to hand something give something to an assistant but then they constantly kind of hover and then do change it afterwards anyway how do you I don't want to say handle those people. That's not really nice, you know, but what can we do to support people who seriously struggle with that and who are hopefully aware?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm laughing right now because that was me. I was (laughs) that, I was that person both in my, so I worked in corporate for about 10 years before I went full-time in my business. And I was that person in corporate and let's be real. I've been that person my whole life. I've been that (laughs) control freak for the past thirty-two years. Well, thirty-one years of my life right now. So <laughs> I so I, I can give you a very real life perspective of what that looks like and then how I help my clients do that. So I realized for me personally, I was holding on to control of all of these different tasks in my business, like literally down to scheduling a social media post or scheduling an email. I thought that I had to be the one to do every single thing in my business because nobody else would do it right. Yeah. somebody would screw it up and then I would have to come and fix it. So it was just easier for me to do it. Right. That was this mentality that I had, but what I realized now, this is going to be something that people don't want to hear, but this is, this is really important. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, after I was, I just asked myself, why, why, why am I holding on to control of all of these different things? Like, why can't I, Ask another person to schedule a social media post. Why can't I ask my husband to take out the garbage? Why do I have to take out the garbage? Why do I have to hold on to control to everything in my life and my business? And what I realized was because it was it all came down to worthiness issues Mm -hmm. in my own life, which stemmed from a lot of trauma that happened in my childhood. Now, Mm -hmm. this is not something they teach you in school to deal with. This is not something we're prepared for, but. Once you step into owning a business for one, and then truly stepping into that CEO role, you have to do a lot of internal work that conjures up a lot of icky things that you don't want to deal with. So for me, this was one of the biggest things that I had to get over because for the first three years of my business, I was working in my nine to five job and I was running my business. So I was working about 80 to 90 hours a week. Like it was... I was not sleeping. I was very unhealthy. It was, it was a mess. And eventually it got to, well, I found out that I was pregnant. So then I said, okay, I, I had no other options. I'm done.
0: <laughs> I need to choose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I had zero other options. I have to be healthy and carry this baby to term all, all of that. So I made the choice to go inward, do a lot of work, figure out why I wanted to have control over all of these things, I had to work through that. Now, this is going to be different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but a very easy way to get started with this. And like I said, it's not going to be fun is to- It is definitely not fun.
0: There's a lot of crying involved, people. I can tell you, like we've all been
1: there. (laughs) I cried for a good two years straight. Like it was just (laughs) crying, crying, crying. And I mean, every once in a while, there's still something that comes up that I have to cry through. Yeah, but but it it helps in the long-term, right? And it's part
0: of the journey. I really want to normalize this in a way because it seems surprising at first and it's on nobody's roadmap. Like seriously, nobody has personal development on their roadmap when they start a business. We have marketing on our roadmap. We have a shiny website on our roadmap. Do we have crying our eyes out because we didn't get that certain stuffed animal at a park for some stupid reason? No. Does (laughs) it influence our choices? Yes. And it's absurd, but it is... I love when I talk to my seasoned entrepreneur peers cuz everyone has to go through it. It's just it's normal. So if you're new just telling you get it nip it in the bud. <laughs> Do it as soon as you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like I said I I worked for 3 years in my business while like I said in my corporate job and I wish I would have known about this way earlier so I could have stopped it earlier. So regardless of where you're at in your business right now, if you notice yourself holding onto control, an easy way to just start to work through it is to literally just journal about why do I want to have control? And then just brain dump everything that comes to mind. And you're going to cry. I guarantee that you are going to cry. It's going to get ugly. So you may want to just go and close yourself in a room (laughs) about an hour, but it will start that process of not only being able to give up control in real, but more more than anything, know that you're worthy of giving up control and that you're worthy of doing only the things that you want to be doing in your business too, which is something that I don't think enough people talk about.
0: No, no. And it's, it's also trusting in your zone of genius. You know, when we just had yes. that, I just had an interview earlier today and we were talking about human design and the prosperity key, that like kind of the way that you, support money flow and the first one people who match that kind of level is people who drive very well with simplicity so if they become overly complex they are actually totally stopping and stagnating their money flow versus when they keep it as simple as possible it just works really well and I was like oh (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I kind of get it that's so interesting yeah that's that's, that's, I mean Yeah. So that's how it works for me. That's how it works for me for sure.
0: I mean, you can sometimes have two, but there's like six elements. And she walks through them. And I'm like, this is gold. Because you have to kind of the way that she said, you have to stay in your lane. You have to really remind yourself to stay in that lane. And it's so true. And I think that's you're true. You're right. We don't talk about it enough in terms of that. If you don't enjoy something, you absolutely have permission not to freaking do it you know I think that is like this permission giving has been we've been holding back on that for I don't know for so long it's just a topic that is like just I think I have to write another book that's called permission seriously because I think it's such a huge topic like Brene if you're listening can you please take care (laughs) of this but it's yeah I honestly I get you 100%
1: yeah. And I feel like people, especially, I don't know, in the online business space specifically, I feel like they see somebody else who's really successful and they think they have to follow mm-hmm. the process, the roadmap, the journey that that person went on. But that's the exact opposite. Like yes. you have first of all, you have no idea what's happening behind the scenes of their business. They could be not turning a profit. Like you, you have no idea what's happening in their business, but more importantly, if it doesn't feel good to you, it's not gonna work. That's if, you're gonna to have to force it.
0: That's exactly it. And I want to do a little like warning kind of thing scenario. I just joined a group for research. Like it's one of this newbie, shiny group kind of programs. And I was like, okay, it's been six years since I've been in one of those. I wanna go back in to do research and it stresses me out to no end. I honestly can only go like for five minutes a day or I'm it's too toxic for me because people are so stressed. And yesterday I saw a post, which was so interesting. There was this guy and he said, well, I trust the XYZ person who's running this course because have a look, we are 2000 people who bought it. So they made 4 million already. And then someone else commented and I was so grateful. They were like, okay, hang on everyone. You know, like this person has been in business for 10 years. She has a huge team we don't know what the profit margin actually is. Plus she had a lot of time to build a huge following. You know, we, there's no, we have no idea what the whole marketing machine is. And I was like, thank you. Because there's so many people who buy in the end result of XYZ person And it's like, you know, that's not necessarily working that way. You don't have all the information. Same as someone else. I had never had a free, it's my first lead magnet ever. And I had 500 downloads. And then you read further in the comments. And then she's like, well, I have a YouTube channel. Checking her out. I see that she has 7,000 followers on her YouTube channel. So yes, it might be your first magnet, lead magnet, but you have a seasoned audience. And you see all these motivated, beautiful people which email software provider were you using what was it about you know it's like that's not what's gonna fix it and that is the perfect description of what you are talking about right now because you have to really if it's already stressing you out to no end it's not healthy it's not pleasurable and that by definition even if it is profitable, it's not a long term solution. And that's when I talk about the business monster, you know, people who have a profitable business, but they don't like it. And then it's even harder to do something different because it's profitable. So I'm really mindful. I'm sure you are too, to, to really coach our people and to question them is this actually what you enjoy? Because if it's not, mm-hmm. then even if it's profitable, we don't want you to resent it afterwards, you know, so and that's not easy. And I think, you know, that comes with time and wisdom.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the first thing I do with my clients, we literally take a high level view of their business. And we say, are you enjoying this? Does it? Is it fun? Is it exciting? And is this the business you want to continue growing with? Because I like to look at business from a long term perspective, a lot of people, especially who are newer in business, myself included, when I started, We were just after fast cash. We were just trying to do, or maybe I'm not, maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. I was trying to do do everything that I could to just make money, get out of my nine to five job. And that led me to create eight different businesses over the course of two years, (laughs) because I was literally trying, I was doing everything, everything that everybody else was telling me, but I wasn't asking myself what I wanted to do. Yeah. As soon as I did that, guess what? Made six figures, left my nine to five job. And here we are. Yeah.
0: And I love that. that I love it so, so, so much. And everyone that I, it's just a vibe towards it. You can see a business that's flourishing and that's in peace because it's nice and it has a beat to it. Whereas you have the flashy, hectic, hustle, la, 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 FOMO businesses, which are surely profitable as well. But there is just this, hecticity that's not a word but I don't know what the word would be around it I'm like are these people truly happy I don't know you know and then you listen to some interviews and think, like, well I do work 60 hours a week and it's like, well there's no way that I'm gonna do that you know so I think really we need to step away from just the shiny object syndrome in terms of this is the only way to get there no there are ways to make a huge profit by keeping it super simple, by being very smart, and by sticking to what you enjoy. And I love that a lot more women actually go that route now and start to openly talk about it, calling out bro marketers. I mean, that's one of my missions and I'm on an inquisition path against bro marketing <laughs> kind of and really take a softer approach you know and I, I love that that's just to me that's the goal
1: <laughs> yeah and it's interesting that you say that because when I started my business I was very much in the masculine energy because when I worked in corporate it was very masculine there so that that's how I thought the world worked I didn't realize <laughs> that there was this other flowy feminine side I, I didn't know that existed up until honestly two years ago I had I no idea that this world existed
0: and even yeah, this year or so- well, maybe it is when you get become aware of something you see it more often but it's literally it's I really noticed it in yeah no you're right in the last two years yeah yeah
1: yeah and I was I guess quote unquote falling for all of those bro marketing tactics that they were doing because I didn't know anybody. but there right? wasn't and- much
0: I honestly don't think that there were that many options. Everyone had like the Russell Brunson click funnel, make money while you sleep kind of thing going around. And they are very good at what they do. Like, like kudos, you know, it's working for sure. <laughs> and we all- Yep, I had it. click for a little just, while. <laughs> as so you yeah, say, it's I just, agree. and they did a great job. But I think it's now that those who are still around <laughs> have become a little bit wiser. Um, that there's this second kind of generation speaking up, you know, and saying there's an alternative to this. And I'm very happy about that. And it's really a movement that I'm going with because it's exactly what feels right to me, you know, so.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think just seeing that and people, I guess, buying into it um, is what causes a lot of people to be really scared Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: selling their own services too. I've noticed that a lot yeah because and scaling that, that's what they're seeing yes yeah exactly yes
0: and scaling thinking that this is the only way that I can scale and it's no it's not there are lots of different ways of doing it and I would actually be interesting maybe do you have one story of one way a company scaled that is maybe not quite typical where it's a little bit more surprising maybe that's a
1: that's a good question. <laughs> kind of got me there. Um, so, well, I specifically work with service providers. So done for you service providers. And we tend to pivot them into more of an agency model. Then again, not everybody wants to the agency model. So in that world, it can be totally customized to you too. A lot of people don't realize that. They think it's either like solo producer agency model. No, there yeah. is an in-between that we can make work for your lifestyle. if That's the route you want to go. Um I mean, I can tell you one of my past mentors that I used to work with, she had a very successful coaching business that reached a million dollars and her, the back end of her business was incredibly simple. Like she would just come up with ideas out of the blue, send them off to her team. They would create presentations and then she would just show up on Instagram stories to sell them. Now that's something that's I mean, it's amazing. I'm so glad that she did that, but it, it was so incredibly simple. And for me, somebody who comes from this like tech automation world, I'm like, no, we need to have a funnel for everything. We need <laughs> landing pages for everything. Like it needs to be totally like buttoned up and dialed in. and she was just like hopping on Instagram stories and sell, selling hundred thousand dollar offers, which is incredible. So yeah. I would say that's probably my one like unique outlier that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think it's working all the time. Someone I'm following is, is Susanna Conway. She's a British, well, she used to be a journalist. Then she started to start courses online, a lot about journaling in a child, uh, tarot decks and, and lots of different things and photography as well, she's a really, really good photographer as well. And so I followed her and I got into journaling through her because she has a beautiful method. And I bought a course and she's actually now launching another course that she regularly does it's called the inside story where she just talks about what she does and it's so again it's so simple it's like her websites the sales pages are the simplest thing in the world like one button not five thousand different ones no countdown timers no funnel at all (laughs) you know and it's literally her email list a couple of instagram posts And that's it, you know, and I'm like, you know, that's what I want to tap into seeing how those things can be done. And yeah, but it's, it's very tempting to buy into the shiny thing, you know, and I have to hold myself back because now that I opted into that course, I'm getting bombarded with all these ads (laughs) for all the shiny things. I'm like, Oh, it took me five years to get out of that (laughs) kind of vibe. And I was like, but yeah, I think it's, I'm just really happy that we have people like you where people can go and feel safe, you know, about their insecurities, maybe about I have this idea. I don't know exactly how to approach it um, because that's what I want for my audience. And it's not just women. I mean, I don't know if you also work with men, but I find that men are not all like they are yin and yang too. A lot of clients that I work with do particularly want to work with me because of the more feminine vibe, you know, because they're not all guys want to be bro marketers, you know? So, I mean, I would recommend to everyone to reach out to Stephanie and you also have a wonderful free gift for our audience. And if you want to grab that, you can head over to theblakecollective.com forward slash You will have the link if you go to our show notes. So, Christine means business.com forward slash blog. And then you click on our episode and it will be there as well as um, Stephanie's uh, Instagram handle. But what exactly will they get when they head over to that link?
1: Yeah. So, when you go to this link, you're going to come to a landing page and it's going to give you a couple of different free options to um, take advantage of. wherever you're at in your business right now. So if you're in the beginning stages of business and you're either just getting started or you want to grow to reach those like three to five K months I have a free training for you there. That's jam packed with a ton of incredible info. And I've been thinking about charging for it. So go grab it before I do. And then if you're at the point where you're just really burnt out in your business and you know that you want to scale, but you don't know how to do it. There's a training for you there as well. And there's a couple of other trainings in there too, including a year of free coaching from me via email. So yeah. Yeah. So lots of, lots of free goodies over there.
0: Amazing. So head over, you get the link in the show notes, and take advantage of this you know you guys don't take this for granted this is abundance streaming towards you you know so it's an amazing opportunity so Stephanie thank you so much I think it's going to be very easy for people to approach you and um, if they jive with you on this level um, and yeah so everyone you can definitely do that head over to her website head over to Instagram and say hello and thank you so much for sharing all of this because I think it's been taking a lot of brought a lot of clarity i think in a lot of different ways
1: (laughs) good i am so glad and thank you again for having me here and yes come send me a dm on instagram i would love to chat with everybody who listens
0: wonderful thank you and for all of you guys we will be back in two weeks with another guest and if you have any questions then please reach out you can email me find me on instagram And subscribe if you watch on YouTube. Follow if you are on a podcast platform somewhere. And don't forget that you have the show notes to read. Summary of what we've been talking about on our website. So I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye for now. Don't forget to join us on our social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Twitter, on LinkedIn and pretty much every other social media platform that's out there, except for TikTok. I'm too old for that. So feel free to look for me. If you type in Christine Hansen, you'll be sure to find me. Also, if you have any questions, you can use my private email address, christine at christineminsbusiness.com to shoot me any questions. And also, I would be really, 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 really happy if you gave us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple or wherever you're listening to us. Thank you and talk to you soon. All right, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches, and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, or Twitter, or Pinterest, or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you
1: in two weeks time for a new episode.